0: Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Foolery starring Jerry Springer. Along with Gene Galvin and me, I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. And ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and here, here he is, Mr.
1: Hey, Jerry from Springer. From oh, yeah, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, whoa, a, a big week, a big week. And uh, Gene, you're in a new location.
2: Uh, yeah, for we were trying, and uh, we are trying, something that attempts to in, improve the audio. So, uh, because we should tell uh, you all listening, we've been doing for the last, since COVID, we've been doing this in a remote, in our remote locations. And, you know, it's been safer that way. And we're coming out of this, but man, you know, COVID, It still has some mysteries. Uh, Colin Powell died and he had had very unique circumstances. So I don't want to read anything into that. My son had a breakthrough case. Jerry did. Vaccine works, both Jerry and my son. I know another guy uh, who had it fully vaccinated. uh, But they had shallow cases and that's supposed to be the point of the vaccine. That doesn't guarantee you can't get some breakthrough. But usually you're not going to the hospital. You're not going to get uh, Deathly ill. So, anyway, yeah, that, that's why I'm not in my home office, but I'm at the uh, studios of Ambient Studios. Our technical uh, producer, David Pruce, and his uh, brother Jim, Panoptic Media and Ambient Studios. They have both of those entities. Hey, I want to. Um, I don't want to revisit all this uh, at all in depth, but just a quick background. I. Was sucked in to what ultimately became a fraudulent
0: Let's phone. Just call app. It a scam, Gene. It was a scam. Fair enough. I'll. I, I,
2: I but Megan, I don't know. Actually, there's a big dispute over how this all started. I my memory was Jerry brought it up. He says I brought it up. I have had friends <laughs> yeah. listen to the tape and they said Does Gene, the
1: truth I, not matter. Does the <laughs> truth? You have alternative facts. You came up with a screwy idea. Let's just put it out there.
0: Gene, you came up with the scam. We we never even heard of this. Yeah, this is ridiculous.
2: Well, I I heard a commercial and I was uh, drawn into the commercial. I haven't been paid. Apparently, I never will be paid. Anyway, that's in the past, so let's don't go there anymore. Let's just forget about chat chart, chat chart.com, in case <laughs> it ever happens. It would be <laughs> Honey, early.
0: everyone already forgot about it.
2: <laughs> okay, so here is my redemption proper word because I was contacted by a religious group, so I'm going to use the word redemption. And... This organization is clean as a hound's tooth. Obviously it's a religious organization. They have asked me to become their spokesperson. I have agreed. You can visit their website. Um, I haven't Please done so. Please don't visit the
0: website, listeners. Please do not. Go on, Jean.
2: All right, The website it <laughs> carries their name, the organization is uh, an order of nuns, so no one is going to dispute these people. I was educated by nuns. Megan, I believe you were too. Jerry, your wife, Mickey, has Catholicism in her background, as I recall. I don't know if she ever went
1: to. The only thing I would dispute is you may have gone into a class where there were nuns, but to suggest that you were educated, I think that's going a step too far. That's fair.
2: I, 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 hey, notice I didn't get defensive when you said that. That's... Okay, this order of nuns is called because they've been communicating with me via the, uh, the interwebs, and this order is called the Little Sisters of the Flaming Sabers.
0: Okay, and no, they are nope, nope, nope. They are
2: Megan. Please may I? <laughs> may I please. Hey, here's a deal. Uh, this is a very uh, look, I was raised by Catholic nuns, and they were strict. Was that your experience, Megan? They were very strict. Yes, yes.
0: It was. This
2: order is very, very strict, and they've selected the name. They've not yet been approved, and they've had an order for the last, I think, 65 years, are waiting for Vatican approval as a a official (laughs) order, but they are a very strict order of nuns. so the Little Sisters of the Flaming Sabres, they have, uh, their job is to run an academy, a Catholic school, and it is called the Academy of the Flaming Sabres, and they tout on their website, they tell me, and they have a website, Little Sisters of the sabers.com So you can go there right Please now. Please do not go listening.
0: there, listeners. Go don't,
2: right don't go now. there. Please don't
0: go Little there. Little
2: Sisters of it's a long title. Little Sisters of the Flaming Sabres And they tell me, they and I say, What is your calling card? What's your elevator speech? And they say, Hey, discipline. If you go to our school, your Girls, your young women will be very disciplined. And they say that they start the school year. This is unusual. I'm an ex educator. Where the children come to school on the first day under live machine gun fire. And that is so they get, they say that's a tone setter that will set the
1: tone.
0: Again, listeners, Gene does not speak for Jerry Springer podcast. Yeah.
1: And Jerry Springer uh, himself. Megan and I have not been here. <laughs> we are not here. And frankly, neither has Sean Benfield.
0: Which Thank you. hey, by the way,
1: you're Sean yeah. let's Beckley. pretend man. like what's the- <laughs> why don't we why don't we pretend this is being recorded? Hey, Sean
2: Beckley is going to be <laughs> our musical guest. Stick around for that. And uh and Jerry, uh, before yeah. we hear Sean, because uh, what we're gonna I want to hear. Uh, we all want to hear uh, what we call Jerry's rant. But just one other point on the Little Sisters of the Flaming Saber. Yeah. <laughs> we're going a little, a little okay, to need
0: you to stop a referencing that gene for legal reasons. To please. them,
2: It's a little disrespectful to them. Um, there will be, because this is what they've asked me to do, and they're going to pay me, I think, in this thing, that Bitcoin thing, this new currency. So, uh, anyway. That's off into the future, uh, Jerry. What has <laughs> caught your interest this week in the world of politics?
1: Well, primarily, what has my interest right now is what happened to you.
0: Seriously, <laughs>
1: that's, that's, right now I'm concerned as your friend that you Should just got. We have an intervention,
0: Jerry. The, like- the, the,
1: yeah, I think it's time for an intervention. But no, okay, I'll get back. Uh, Yeah, I'll try to be a little bit serious here. Uh, What got my attention? Well, with the workings of the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th insurrection back in the news, specifically their issuance of subpoenas to four former Trump officials, including the Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and the infamous advisor and brains behind the insurrection, Steve Bannon each of whom, by the way, have been urged by Trump to defy the subpoenas. Bannon has already announced he will defy them. The question now is fairly asked, does the country really want to revisit that horrible day? Aren't we all suffering from Trump fatigue? He's been shown to be a deranged loser. Isn't it time to move on? For example, to concentrate instead on Biden's domestic agenda, dealing with issues such as infrastructure, healthcare, childcare, the economy, the environment, issues that clearly do affect people in their everyday lives. Shouldn't we be focused on that? Well, yeah, of course we should. But it's not either or. To ignore what happened on January 6th is not to find out specifically how it happened, who was behind it, and what was Trump's involvement. If we ignore that, We do so at our own peril. We need to focus on both issues. And by the way, Congress is set up to deal with many crises at the same time. That's why we have many committees. That's why we have government in the first place. The world doesn't stop just so we can handle one issue at a time. So the work of the January 6th Commission must go on following wherever the evidence leads them for two fundamental reasons. First, the insurrection is not yet over. Trump and his acolytes are still perpetuating the big lie that the 2020 election should be thrown out, that he really is still the president. The lie that was and is the motivating force behind this attempt to dismantle our democracy. And second, because the insurrection is not yet over, because this assault on free elections is being planned for 2022 through voter suppression, and 2024 if Trump runs again, and because of this possibility, if not likelihood, that once again Trumpians won't accept the election results if they lose, it becomes critical that whoever was or is responsible for the ongoing insurrection must be held to account, even if it means criminal prosecution and prison. The point being, there is no deterrent built into our Constitution protecting our democracy unless the people trying to destroy it have to pay an enormous price. After all, what is our future if those who lose an election simply say, I'm not leaving, I don't believe the results? On the other hand, if it could now be established that any attempt to undermine our democracy, to overthrow our government, to ignore the electoral will of the people will result in prison, even if you are or were a president. That is, in fact, the surest way to put some teeth into this deterrent, the surest way to make certain this never happens again. Knowing this, Trump is now doing everything he can to subvert the investigation of the bipartisan congressional committee. The defiance of subpoenas is his most prominent strategy. Trump's argument for having his people refuse to testify to answer the committee's questions under oath is based on his claiming executive privilege. Presidents of both parties since the days of Jefferson seeking not to release documents in the treason trial of his vice president, Aaron Burr, presidents of both parties have sought to invoke executive privilege as a means of not making their conversations or communications public. And courts have often upheld that claim based on the separation of powers articulated in our constitution. The executive branch of our government, that is to say the presidency, is entitled to go about its duties in relative confidentiality. And to be fair, when a president seeks advice from his staff or cabinet or department officials, these people should be able to offer their opinions or advice without fear that what they say will wind up the next day's news or in some book, making them look bad. In other words, it might well discourage the free exchange of ideas, of options of advice, unless they have a guarantee of confidentiality. That makes sense. And so that privilege, executive privilege, is a legitimate claim that the courts will and should uphold. However, I believe there are two reasons why Trump's argument for executive privilege to defy these subpoenas may not hold. First. I don't see why Steve Bannon's testimony under any circumstance should be covered by executive privilege because he is, and was at the time of all this, a private citizen. And so as soon as Trump was talking to him, Trump was waiving that privilege, talking to someone outside the government. So there's no executive privilege anymore. Secondly, and perhaps most importantly, Executive privilege can never protect communications and records of criminal activity. And if insurrection isn't criminal, what is? So the good news is Trump's effort at defying the subpoenas and the criminal charges that will likely follow, Trump's efforts at defiance will ultimately fail. The bad news is the court hearings and decisions and appeals will take time perhaps even past the 2022 elections. And uh, if the Republicans gain control of Congress, the committee will disband and drop its pursuance of finding the truth of January 6th. That of course would be a tragedy for our country. There would be no deterrent standing in the way of politicians who lose elections to just refuse to recognize the results. Democracy would be dead. But let me end with some hopeful news. There is one saving opportunity, and that is our Justice Department. Yeah, I know, under Bill Barr, it was disgracefully an enabler of Trump's corruption and misbehavior. But now with the Biden administration, Merrick Garland's in charge, and a sense of honor has returned to the department. And he won't be gone, by the end of 2022, regardless of the midterm elections. He'll be there till at least January 20th, 2025. So whatever evidence the investigative committee can get to him before it disbands, if it is forced to, and it apparently has a ton of stuff already, even without the subpoenas, and whatever evidence the Justice Department can secure by its own efforts, and it's not going away, Trump and his legions will have to pay. And this is not simply a move of revenge. It is not simply, oh good, let's get the Republicans. It's a move for America, an insurance policy for our democracy. It may ironically be the most visible demonstration yet of making America great again good, Jerry. Hey, uh and Megan, before you, we talk
2: to Sean Beckley from West Virginia, we're looking forward to that. Hey, uh, Sean. Hello. I wanted to um, actually uh Sean was talking, Megan, at as we were kind of all waiting to start recording, we gather, about uh a record collection he has a very yeah, unique because
0: i asked him about his record yeah. collection Gene.
2: i know so get, <laughs> get, get megan get us and him into that because jerry, jerry and i thought man we got to talk about this on the air
0: so look at this room i was asking you sean is this your studio and and tell me what you were telling us before I was we got telling on you air.
3: that um this is like the little storage room upstairs. I came in here to do the the Zoom meeting, so I look cooler, you know. <laughs> but uh, it works, man. You yeah, look cool in here. In here is the. I'll go out here and show you a little bit of the uh, of the records out here. It it gets nuts.
0: You see this, over, guys? This is live. They're action. over here.
3: <laughs> Whoa! Go around the wow. room here. There's a little bit of records everywhere. So <laughs>
2: that's awesome. Hey, Sean, keep in mind, our audience is largely audio only in our archive, but you may have Uh to very briefly tell what they're not able to see.
3: Oh, okay. No problem. Yeah, I've been collecting records since I was about six, seven years old. So uh, recently, they've skyrocketed through the roof and prices are outrageous. (laughs) So it's become a harder hobby these days. But uh, it still works out to my advantage because I kind of know what I'm looking for. Sometimes the people will overprice. Stuff like the Beatles and Elvis. And of course, you know, they think that's the high dollar stuff. So they'll have that price ridiculous and sell records that are worth three, four hundred dollars for fifty cents or a dollar. <laughs> so I'll go buy those, flip them, and then I'll get all my records for free and stuff. So
0: So what made you start collecting? Like what where did that passion start?
3: I guess it was just the format. I'd never seen a record when I was a little kid. And then once I once I realized that it played music, <laughs> it just blew my brain. I was, whoa. <laughs> So then, yard sales with my grandparents. It was a, a straight for the records, looking for records, and I just Hell discovered yeah. all the good music that way. So,
1: are these so, vinyl records? Oh, go ahead, Megan. No, you go ahead, Jerry. Uh, 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 are these vinyl records? Are they from back when they were originally uh, produced, or are now vinyl records coming out that are reproductions of, and the technology is better and they sound better?
3: Um, are they newly it's a mix made? Of both. I've oh, got a lot. Stars? Most of them are most of them are originals. Yeah, but I, I have been collecting newer albums that are harder to find an original pressing of. I'll I'll go ahead and buy a reissue just to because people are charging four four or five hundred dollars for, for records. Oh, <laughs> I'm, that's I'm ridiculous. Saying. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Jerry, look, you have another like back, like fallback plan. Look at you. You've got so <laughs> many fallback plans. Now. I'm
1: taking all my songs and making them vinyl. Mm-hmm. I'm saying. Okay
0: anyway sean um <laughs> so out of all of that beautiful music that you've collected over the years who influenced you the most
3: oh my biggest influences uh songwriting wise i would probably say elton john bernie Taupin, uh jackson yeah. brown um of course the beatles and uh yeah i'm a huge jackson brown fan i, I just think he's incredible so.
0: <laughs> well cool what do you have for us tonight
3: um i think he's got a video prepared for you right yeah it's going to be uh my first single off of the ep that's called the shorter it gets the harder it hits um this song is called the river and it's about uh it's about kind of losing who you are and uh trying to crawl your way back to it
0: (laughs) sure sure all right so this is the river All right ladies and gentlemen that was sean oh. benfield with the river all right sean tell us where we can hear more of your music
3: absolutely you can find the ep on all streaming platforms if you want to listen to it for free you can go to uh sean benfield music.bandcamp.com or facebook.com slash sean benfield music it's s-h-a-w-n-b-e-n-f-i-e-l-d
0: Excellent. Well, Springer listeners, while you're checking out Sean and his amazing music, you can go ahead and give us a five-star review anywhere you listen to us, Spotify, um, and all the other wonderful platforms. So come back next week, listen to us, and we're going to go ahead and let Jerry Springer take us out.
4: Well, I'm going to lay down my heavy load
0: Tom Fullery, recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song, and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com.
1: I want to lay down my sword and shield down by the riverside. and she